You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. Have you heard about Quo Computers? They're the brand new Mac clone maker. Yep, another company has stepped forward and started making Macintoshes, and they're selling them to you to buy. We have an exclusive interview with CEO Rashantha De Silva this week on the podcast. Okay, it's not really exclusive. He's probably talked to a lot of people, and yeah, I'm trying to make ourselves look more important than we are. Hey, give me a break. I tried. This is my Mac Podcast 243. Enjoy. Tim Robertson, and I'm joined by Guy Searle. Hello, Guy Searle. Hello, Tim. Once again, you make another show. I can't get... You're like gum on the bottom of my shoe. You're always there. And just as sticky. <laughs> just as sticky. <laughs> Mark Rudd, you're joining us another week. Hey, hey, everybody. Good to be here. And David Conf, all the way from the UK, staying up very late to talk to me. Uh, it's late, but I love it. You love... Well, you better love it. You got a newborn baby there. Sleep is like, you know, uh, an yeah. afterthought in your life at this point, isn't it? Yeah, she's asleep at the moment, but uh, I suspect there might be a feed sometime in my future. You know, um, I get my email uh, through Gmail that's connected with Twitter because I didn't want all my Twitter mail going to my main accounts that get dumped into my mail, and, you know, it just, this fills it up. I get enough email as it is. And one of the things that I get, obviously, is when someone new starts following me on Twitter. So I come across this uh, new person following me on Twitter last week. And uh, as I'm wont to do, I don't just follow everyone back. In fact, lately I've been blocking a lot of people. A lot of it's that the spam or it's yeah. the porn, and I, I'm getting really sick of it. I'm really hoping those kind of people don't start ruining Twitter. But I, I get this follower, and I check the person out. They're not following a lot of people, and the description was very interesting. So I sent a direct message to this person saying, okay, I'm curious. Tell me more. And I get an email back with a screenshot of what's upcoming. And, uh, and I really appreciated that because it told me a lot of information very quickly. And uh, I was so intrigued that I invited him onto the show this week. And he's joining us for the first segment. Rashantha De Silva, right? Yes. Okay, I did it. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Good job. <laughs> so you have a new company coming out. It's going to be a retail store. Correct. Okay. Retail, and, retail and web online. And so it's Quo Computers. Q U O Computers. What's the URL? Uh, QuoComputer.com. Why well, that makes too much sense. You needed something confusing, like bald rat or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so back or something. Someone opening up a computer store isn't that unheard of, and that in itself wouldn't have piqued my interest but of course this is a macintosh and apple focused podcast and so when i looked at the screenshot i'm seeing mac os 10 but i'm not seeing an apple machine so what are you guys going to be selling uh, it's an intel based machine that will run any os that uh, the customer chooses now you know the comparisons are going to come out there with the clone makers from the past that's that are gone now uh, what makes you guys any different than them and uh, what can we expect well a couple of things um, one is we have a retail store so we are the first to have a retail store um, secondly we're going to be very very um, diligent on our customer service 
So this is one of the things, I mean, I've, I've had a Mac since 1984. And so you're a true Mac user. I'm a true Mac user. I, I'm one of those guys who, who can say, um, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I've, I followed Steve Jobs from day one. And uh, when he went to Next, uh, I actually have um, a sealed uh, Next magazine, the first one that came out. Wow. So, yes, that's, Very cool. that's uh, in my catalog. So, um, yeah, so I've been, you know, I've been a Mac person from day one. And um, I still recall the, uh, the uh, commercial on, uh, on the big screen, I, uh, the 84. The Super Bowl commercial? Uh, yeah, they had it on, in a movie theater, I think. You still there? Did we lose him? Well, I, I don't hear him anymore. He still shows up on the call. Yep. It happens sometimes. He might have he got unplugged. So we're, we're going to hang out for a second and uh, wait to see if he, he shows back up. <laughs> Come back. Come back. It's it's not the Barbara Walters interview. We're gotta love Skype. Yeah, I'm gonna send him a message. Go ahead and talk amongst yourself for a second, guys. It's kind of exciting to think about as I'm looking at the the information regarding the uh, the quo. Um, I you know I start kind of reminiscing about the uh, clone days and some of the machines. I know, guy, you had a couple of the clones, and it yeah, seems I, like it's I gonna be a fairly formidable machine. I had a, uh, a UMAX C600, which was a 603E uh, uh, PowerPC machine, mm -hmm. and uh, I really loved it. I mean, I, I loved the expandability. You know, it, it was a it was a good looking computer. It was certainly a lot easier to get into the guts of it than the Performas, which were the norm exactly. at the time. You know, the Performa towers. So much more power too. Yeah, and I actually upgraded that to a G3 just before. Wow. Um, and, and I was using it under, uh, you know, I, I was able to get OS 9 installed on it. Didn't have any problems there. And I really, really enjoyed the machine. Now, the other one I had was, uh, it was a sub-licensee to uh, Motorola. And it was it was a real piece of garbage. I don't think those StarMax yeah. machines were, were really very good. Yeah, not, not as good a quality. Hi, do you hear me? Yep, we got you again. Yay! Hey, this, all right. This is why we love Skype so much. <laughs> what, you strange. what you should have done is started a company that made a better Skype. <laughs> You'd have been insanely rich just by us alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, now, okay, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. So you've been a, a long time Mac user. What yeah. made you think of opening up a store and selling a, a non Apple hardware that will run the Mac OS? Well, here's the thing. Um, there are lots of Hackintosh users. And um, I see a lot of pirating of software going on. And what I, what I figured was, okay, this is not the right way to go about this. Uh, let's start a company. Um, let's start a company that's going to operate much like Apple with, with great customer service. And uh, let's sell the OS and the software, which, which means we're selling a box set with iWorks and iLife um, so that Apple can keep creating great software. Mark Rudd, you had a question? Yeah, um, 
you know, as I'm looking at the specs, um, you know, they, it seems like a, a, a formidable machine. I, I'm wondering um, what what you see as the demographic for the machine. Is it is it going to be oriented more towards the pro, or is it going to be oriented more towards the non-pro general consumer buying public? Uh, both, actually, but more so we are focused on converting PC users. Yeah. And that's that's our main focus. And we are seeing that PC users like our machines because they feel more comfortable. To them, it's a PC um, right. that runs Mac OS X. And uh, even though the, the Macs can do this, uh, the Mac is also a PC, but they don't. They feel that's a Mac. That, that's just how it is. It's the same way. Uh, the problem with the Power PC chip and the CPU uh, problems that Apple had to deal with. So, um, you know, the public feels more comfortable. They say, okay, if if we don't like OS 10, we go back to Windows. Right. Good and point. Uh, trust me, they're staying with uh, OS 10. <laughs> Yeah. So they love OS X. I mean, we all know that OS X is the best operating system there is. So, exactly. So, uh, Guy Sero, you had a question? Yeah. How exactly are you uh, able to install OS X? Are, are, are you going the, the Hackintosh route with some of the stuff that the OS X86 group is doing, or do you have a different method? We have a different method. I don't want to discuss the full details of that yet. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit down the road, uh, but it's a hundred percent Mac. The the only thing um, that doesn't work as a Mac is the the uh, Apple Chime. Oh, gotcha. uh, right, right on boot up. Uh, yes. And, uh, a follow up question: How many different models? Are, you know, I'm not you know not saying okay, you're going to have you know, this one box and you're going to have three or four different levels of processors in it, but how many different segments of the market are you planning on uh, on competing in? Well, we have um, an entry machine called a Life Queue. Uh, then we have a Pro Queue and a Max Queue. Um, and the, um, the Life Queue, they're all going to be card processors. Uh, that, that's one thing different from the Apple lineup. And um, these machines are fast, and we're starting them off at $885. Wow. So, so you, you get basically you get a 24-inch fully configured for about $1,300 uh, uh, in comparison to an iMac. That's not bad at all. Let, let me ask you, are you guys installing the Mac OS, or are you just selling the box with the Mac OS for the customer to install? No, we we will install it, and uh, the customer can go on the site and choose which OS they want, and uh, we install it as a service for them. Speaking of OSs, David Cohen, you had a question? Yeah, I was just wondering whether you're just going to focus on selling OS ten machines, or you're also going to be selling and supporting machines with Linux or Windows, if that's what people want. Oh, yes, definitely. Anything they want, uh, we are all up for choice. Um, that's uh, something we're going to focus on, and uh, you know whatever that comes up, we we uh, will install it for them. Now you're going to have a, a retail store in Los Angeles, and I take it you are going to be selling them online. Which one do you think is going to be the biggest draw for you guys, selling them online or person to person? Well, 
i think people are going to want to see this machine that's why we decided to open a retail store the same thing that apple did and i remember standing in line at the first opening in glendale the apple store that that was a brilliant move because people need to see these computers and otherwise they're not going to believe it they 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 can't believe that os10 is running on a pc so that's the reason we all decided to open a retail store and they can come and check it out and then they might go home and order it online or just purchase it when they're here what do you think guy you got a question yeah what about expandability under under each one of these models uh, i i'm guessing that unlike the apple products you'll actually be able to have multiple hard drives internal to the machine that's right now this is the beauty of our machine um, it's not just the hard drives but it's for example a year later they want to um, update the processor uh, they can send the machine to us and we can pull out the processor and put in a new chip now would that be would that be possible for the user themselves to do or would that void the warranty it would void the warranty but uh, i mean it's their machine once they get it they can they can if they want to do that they are, they can go ahead and do that that that's the great advantage of it mark you had a question yeah um as i was saying before i mean it's kind of exciting and and really kind of hastening back to the days when uh when the apple was steveless and there was a there was a, a market there for the clones and whatnot so it's kind of exciting to be talking about the possibility of this but um and i understand if it's uh if it's something you can't answer but considering the history recently of some of the the attempts and failures of others where were you where will you guys succeed where the others have failed well one thing is we are apple people uh that's that's a big advantage um we know the os we know the customers um nobody knew sistar and everybody it seemed like a very um shady operation shady and i mean we used to make fun of them <laughs> when they first came out and nobody knew who they were there was pictures of these abandoned buildings that they said were their headquarters um you know that was the big story it wasn't the fact that they were selling max it was that this is a shady company you might want to you know be careful of these guys somebody guys outside the, of the community right you guys are are mac guys you're gonna have a physical presence here's our address come see the computers live if you want to correct yes and here's the thing we we are not looking at uh competing with apple we actually want to increase apple's market share um now the the reason behind this this is we are going to convert all these pc users and i have been um writing to apple for ages trying to get them to write more pro apps and they write the best software i mean period that's it, it doesn't matter what type of operating system you have if you don't have the right software it's useless i mean you know you can have a great finder and you can find files and all these things but if you don't have iphoto and itunes what good is your computer yeah so, absolutely so um i am hoping that uh with increased market share they can actually bring the price down even further on their software and hopefully have two levels of software 
meaning one for the home user and one for the pro user. Um, and uh, then they can really uh, go after any market they choose, uh, including the business market. I uh, mean, we're tired of using um, Microsoft Word. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear a lot. Of, in fact, uh, we have a lot of product reviews at MyMac.com and, and articles, and I don't allow the staff anymore to submit stuff using Microsoft Word because it's just it's kludge and I don't like it. Uh, but, David Cohen, I know you've got a question that's on the, the tips of every listener's yeah. tongue right now. So, so, um, so, I mean, how do you expect Apple are going to respond to to what it is you're trying to do, you know, to your entry to the market? Do you think that, that they have a right to try and prevent you from, from, from pursuing this opportunity? Well, th that's a little bit of a touchy question. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, Apple will have to look at it. it it's a tough, we're in a tough economy right now. Um, and they should, what I feel is they should look at what, uh, what type of laws they're writing in. And, uh, uh, for example, uh, in Europe, we could have set this up in Europe uh, without any issues at all. So the thing is, uh, Apple has to, that's Apple's call. And uh, we are here to increase their market share, nothing else. So if they hit you with a cease and desist, you're going to take them to court, or you're just going to say, well, Apple doesn't want us to, so we're not going to do it? No, we, we, are, we are here to stay. We're going to uh, go through with it, and hopefully they'll see it. I mean, we are not uh, – an Apple user is going to buy a Mac. They, they buy a Mac because it's a Mac, um, and, and they're going to do that no matter what. They, they want the logo. They want the look and feel, uh, and that's what they're going, to, they're going to buy. You know, it doesn't matter if we sell our machines for – $500, they're still going to get a Mac. I have to be honest, as a long-time Mac user myself, I would be hesitant to buy a machine that wasn't made by Apple with the fear being Apple's not going to be happy with this company selling computers. Um, it's going to take them a long time to go through the court system if they want to go that route. Apple could come up with a release to the OS that doesn't work on these computers, and if you update using one of these computers, your computer's dead. Is that a fear of yours, or is there something that you know for a fact that you're going to be able to get around those limitations? Well, so far we haven't had any issues, um, and uh, I mean, we don't know what the future is. We, uh, we don't know about Leopard, uh, and uh, you know, we can't comment on that. But we are confident. I mean, we wouldn't be releasing a machine right now uh, if we didn't think Leopard would run on it because Leopard's around the corner. Uh, David, you're going to have a question next, but I've got another one real quick for you. Um, one of the problems that, as a publication, we ran into with um, Psystar and some of those other companies is they weren't really forthcoming with the press on uh, let the, letting them test a machine for 30 days to do a product review which obviously our listeners and our, our the viewers on our website, they rely on that. And if they don't see a review from these companies, they start thinking, I don't know. So are you going to, like, send one of these machines to Macworld Magazine and Mac Attic or whatever? What's Mac Attic now? Mac Life. Um, are you going to let them see one of these machines and, and play with it and, and give a proper product review? Sure, definitely. We'd love that. So, um 
for, for sure, we are, we are definitely up for that. Great. Uh, David? Um, in your sort of preliminary testing with your machines, obviously these these are you've got some fairly powerful Intel Mojo going on with the uh, with the core the core processors. So how how are these machines performing compared to say the Mac Pros? Um, they're doing really well. I mean, we don't have an eight core um, machine yet, but we will. And uh, right now uh, our scores are really high. So uh, you know for the for the price, the bang for the price, you, you, you're getting great value. How, how much is the most tricked out machine that you guys are going to sell? I mean, if I want, you know, five terabytes of storage space and eight gigs of RAM and, you know, just everything in there, how much is that going to look at? Well, the max Q is going to start around 1885. And we are looking at a machine that will probably boot up in about 25 seconds. Wow. Oh, so, <laughs> are you going to offer so, solid state awesome. hard drives as well? Yes, yes, definitely. And, and uh, there's a lot of interest in those out there. Exactly. Yes, definitely. And these are the advantages that we have that that we can create these machines rather quickly. Yeah, I was going to say Apple takes forever to update anything, um, and they don't take advantage of the latest technology. A small, nimble company like yours, I would imagine, you guys are. You, could, you can make changes immediately. As, as soon as you can get the product, you can put it in your product and sell it. Right, because, I mean, Apple Apple's playing a much larger game, so they, they need to do um, a lot more research and development and because they have to make, uh, they have to send those out to a lot more people. So we, we are not we are not focused in on that now. Right now, we have another machine that we are working on, uh, called a Media Queue. Um, that's going to be uh, pretty outstanding. That's uh, going to have a lot of storage and all your movies. Um. Ooh, we got a scoop there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when when we have it up, we'll send you guys the details on it. Mark, you had a question. Yeah, just to follow up to what uh, what you just said a moment ago about the media queue. So that's going to be kind of a complement something in the neighborhood of what Apple tries to do with the mini, but but more storage and or more like power, the Apple obviously. TV. Or is it the Apple yeah. TV? Yeah, it's kind of a combination Apple TV mini. Um, yeah. uh, so it, it's still a computer. We'll, you'll be able to surf the web. Uh, I would definitely look at um, for an optional OS on there would be the the open source uh, Microsoft Xbox platform for Media Center. That it, it got a lot of attention. A lot of people were starting to use that instead of the Apple TV software on the Apple TV when you could hack them. Uh, that seems to be pretty popular and it's freely available. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the Apple TV has been hacked to death. So um, I, I I'm waiting to see what Apple comes out. Uh, but they've been very quiet about it. Guy Searle? Yeah, you've got the one store now that you've opened in Los Angeles. Are you planning on, on adding any more stores? Are you going to basically stay out in the West Coast and, until you see, you know, kind of test the waters? Um, yes, at the moment, yes, but we're looking, we're thinking about an international uh, a store outside of the U.S. Um, so... What, would that really be necessary with a web presence? Um, yes, because we still want. I'm I'm a true believer of the Apple Store. Um, I, I love the concept, and 
people didn't understand that concept. Um, what was the computer store that was just closing up then? Um, oh, the gateway stores. Gateway. gateway stores, yes. Gateway stores were closing, and, and, and they said these Apple stores are not going to work. And I said, no, this, you're crazy. This is the best move Apple has made. Are you going to follow that kind of uh, look and feel, or do you have something unique? Um, we we have something unique, but there's a lot to learn from Apple. Sure. Um, you know, they, they put in a lot into that store. It's just uh, the design and the, the branding, uh, which is also important to us. Um, that's really, really important. I'll make this offer. If you uh, put a video camera in the middle of your store and do kind of a pan and and stuff like that, I'd be happy to post a video like that up at my Mac. I think our, the listeners of this podcast would love to see something like that. Oh, su super, super. We'll do that, and we're having a big uh, party tomorrow night. Tomorrow was last Friday for those listening because you guys are – we recorded this uh, a, a week ahead of time. So you're, uh, you haven't opened the store yet, but when this recording goes live, it had been open for a week. And I'm sure That's a right. lot of – you're going to get a lot of press over the next week from a lot of the Mac news sites. Are you staying on top of that? Are you going to be real forthcoming with everyone, answering anybody's questions? or? Yeah, we, we will answer anybody's questions. I mean, um, I'm trying to... It's been tough, actually, because lots of people have been calling, and um, I've been really busy, so... Uh, because the store opens on the first... Well, it, it would have opened already, so... Uh, the, the, so I'm really busy, but I'm taking the time out to do all of this. Mark, you got a question? Yeah. Um, one thing to add to that, one, one of the MyMac staffers actually lives in California and is familiar with Los Angeles, so we, maybe we'll do a, a remote down there and go down and get some pictures and video for our, uh, our, our people on the site. But um, my question is, um, do you anticipate um, or what, what type of product lead times are you anticipating for people who might be interested in purchasing uh, one of your products. I, I'm sorry. Say that, ask that again. I didn't get that. Um, in terms of lead times for people who would want to purchase one of your products, what are they going to be? Do you think? Uh, two days. We will have the machine out in two days. Oh wow, that's great. And and as far as you guys coming out here, you have an open invitation. Might have to take you up on that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what what is your title for the company? Are you the president, the CEO? Uh, I am the CEO. Okay. Gotcha. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was in one of your emails, but I couldn't remember offhand, so I wanted to make no, sure I got that right. I, no, actually, I mean, uh, we are not very uh, gung-ho about titles and things like that. We, um, we are basically kind of how Apple started, you know? Gotcha. So you guys, are you actually assembling the computers right there at that location? Yes. So you'll, you'll assemble them, you'll FedEx, or probably UPS, actually, I would imagine. U UPS. UPS them out. And how many staff members are you going to have to start off with? Uh, we'll have three at, to start off with. But uh, looks like the interest is going to um, increase really quickly, so we'll be hiring more people. Well, Rashantha, we don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you, you've got a ton of stuff to do. It's Thursday night. You guys actually open in less than 12 hours, so we want to let you go and get back to your business. But I do appreciate you coming on the show. I wish you the best of luck uh, as, a, as an, another true Mac fan out there. Uh, and you, you don't come across to, to me anyways, and I'm sure the listeners would agree. 
as some shady company um, that's just trying to capitalize on Apple's success. You, you really seem to be focused on uh, a physical presence. Uh, you're open, forthcoming. You, you just want to make some really nice computers for people, and you want them to be happy. And uh, I, as another Mac user, I, you know, I wish you the very best. Thank you very much. Uh, greatly appreciate everything. So it's QUOcomputers.com. Check them out online, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with our next segment. And we're back with uh, Mark Rudd, Guy Stroll, David Cohen. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. So I enjoyed that interview. Um, I was kind of surprised that he agreed to do the interview, um, number one, the day before their opening, and number two, with with all the stuff that we've gone through with Psystar, and, you know, I was on the phone with them a number of times when they first opened up trying to get an interview for this podcast, yeah. and they avoided me like the plague, which, you know, I had experiences in high school, so I remember that feeling. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. not, not really. Um, the plague or being avoided? Uh, yeah, well, both. <laughs> But they seem very forthcoming, very open, yeah. uh, seems very excited, very nice guy. Yeah, I was impressed with him. We obviously didn't get didn't go too negative with him, but I think that we're all thinking the same thing. And David Cohen? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, we, we imagine it's, it's like going to be a fair, fairly short period of time before uh, Apple starts legal proceedings against them because I can't see Apple... Um, you know, it's seeing true. them as a, I, I, you know, I, I think I obviously he's he's hoping that as somebody from the community that Apple will will be more viewed them more favorably than um, than maybe they they viewed other people in the past. But, but they can't do that. No, they can't oh, they because that no. opens the floodgates for anybody. Right? Yeah. They have to protect their patents. It, yes, and if um, he can do it, if Quo can do it, Quo Computing. Why can't Dell? Why can't Dell just say, "Hey, by the way, we're going to offer macOS installs on our Dell machines"? And right. D- and Dell have Dell on record saying they'd love to be able to do that. Absolutely. So Apple legally, Apple cannot let this happen. Am I right or am I wrong, Guy Searle? No, you're 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 probably right, but I'm I'm really really hoping that uh, that they're able to make it, just because I I think there needs to be at least one or two other manufacturers of Macs. I th- I think Apple needs to start kind of scaling back from, from Mac hardware and let other people do it. Uh, I disagree. I think that's where Apple makes 90% of the revenue, and the reason they don't let other people make their, their hardware is because nobody else is doing it as well as Apple. Well, um, I've, I've, t- I've blogged about that in the past yeah. and how they could, they could get around that, but there's, there's so many different ways that Apple can make money and you know, essentially, the but the Apple Mac isn't is having a problem making. Business. Yes, but Apple isn't having problems making money right now, guy. Well, that's true. But I mean, the, the Mac is their core business. But more and more, they're they're branching out into other areas. I mean, heck, they don't even have computer in their name anymore. That's true. And I, I, and I think that that we're going to come up to the time when OS X will just be another OS on the market. That you can put onto any computer that you want. I would strongly disagree with you, but I could be wrong. Uh, let me give a little specs that uh, Rashatha had emailed me on uh, May 26th. They'll be offering a quad-core, 640 gigabyte hard drive, four gigs of RAM, 
one-year warranty, uh, an incredible graphics card. Didn't give any uh, more details than that. Well, it's uh, probably going to be something along the lines of of the you know the eight thousand or nine thousand series from Nvidia. Right. Would be my guess. Uh, eight hundred eighty-five dollars. Their first one hundred customers are going to get an free iPod Shuffle. The machine kind of looks like a Dell. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. What do you What do you think, David? I I I mean. There, there is a market for this sort of machine. I, you know, we've we've talked on the podcast before about how it would be nice to get something between, um, a, you know, a Mac Mini and a Mac Pro. And that kind of fits uh, the bill you know, right here, price exactly. and performance. Exactly. You know, it's some. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 in the middle in price, and yet you know it's scalable. It's easy for you to take the side off and, you know, stick some extra hard drives in there and and maybe an extra card, this, that, and the other. Um, so I think I think those sort of people will be interested in these, and and uh, I. I think he, I, I think his strategy of going for switches, people who are familiar with buying a box like this, running Windows on it, uh, but actually you know supplying OS ten is is a sound one from his perspective. Um, so so you know there the definitely is a small gap in the market. I don't think it's um, you know it, it's it's a mass market device because and 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 I think he. He, you know, he he's not expecting it to be anything other than that. He said said himself, you know, a genuine Mac fan will want an Apple product, not a, not something from from Quo. But uh, but yeah, the, you know, the, they, there's probably a big enough market for them to succeed if Apple lets if Apple lets them succeed. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, from my perspective, you know, he's absolutely stated that he's going after the switcher, but so is Apple, and 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 yeah. so there's a direct competition there but you know the bottom line of all this is that and tim cook has went on record during his time and and of course we don't know if steve's coming back in june or not but um he's coming apple back. has made apple has made it very clear that they're going to defend their patents whether it be the iphone the mac os the mac hardware um very vigorously and and so i they they can't let something like this stand but with that being said i mean it, it, it would be awesome to be able to pick up this kind of would be almost like a low-end Mac Pro, and you stop and think about the lowest Mac Pro, 24, almost $2,500, and you can pick up this, some, a machine like this that's configurable for, you know, under a grand, I mean, yeah. yeah if, it's, it's, if it stands, it would be awesome. It might, well, one of my concerns would be a lot of these hardware from these other hardware vendors don't have um, complete control. List. Well, they don't have the complete control of the the OS, the software, and the hardware integration. Thus, a lot of these machines, the fans run all the time because the OS isn't controlling the fans like it does on a Mac. That would be a big concern of mine. And that's all. The, it's all the little stuff that separates Apple out. The little things that the OS does that that really makes a Mac a Mac. You know that. And if you don't have that, you know. But but there there would still be some real geeky uh, portions of the Mac community that would love to be able to get their hands on something that. That they could kind of get in and and uh, open the hood up and kick around in, you know. Well, Mark, let me ask you something. Now, you you owned a clone back in the '90s, didn't you as well? No, I worked with a clone um, with one of the customers that I worked with. I never purchased one. Okay. It, it was a Umax, like the one you were using, 900 right, this, series. Uh, well, no, the 900 series was <laughs> was out of my price range. I had a C600. I but you. what was it uh, that the clone makers did? 
that really got them on the the let's kill them radar of Steve Jobs? Well, I can t- answer that. Uh, it was the fact that they weren't expanding the market at all. Right. But they, were cutting they were going in. after the same customers. Right, and that's and exactly that, what cloud computing yep, is doing. They're was, going after the switcher, and that's what Apple. What is Apple's as far as the the the, the Macintosh itself? What's all their their advertising? Switching Switch. to a Mac. Here's the PC. Mac, here's the Mac. Mac this PC. is why Macs are better. And right, but at at the time with the with the clones, they were advertising in in all the same magazines that Apple was, which were essentially Macintosh computer magazines. They weren't going app. They they were basically going after the people that were upgrading their machines from former Apple machines. And I think it was kind of smart of of Quo to come right out and say, you know. We're not trying to compete with the core customers that Apple already have. We want to, to make people feel more comfortable with buying a computer that's more like what they, what they have now, but run the Mac OS. I think that if they harp on this is a tri-boot type of machine, you can run Linux, Windows, and the Mac, and we will install any of those operating systems for you, that would be a benefit. I think the biggest problem that they're going to run into... Um, is actually installing the Mac OS on the machines and then shipping them that way. I think that's where legally they're going to get in trouble. If they just simply sent the Mac OS with another, you know, DVD or a CD with the software that they need to actually, for the customer to install the OS, I think they would probably have a, a better legal case once Apple does come after them. And I think we all agree that Apple will come after them. Yeah, but with or, them or sell the computer, sell the computer with the CD. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And right. And then let the let the customer go out and buy a retail. No, copy. they they can they can resell OS. the OS X on CD if they want. I mean, that, there's nothing illegal about that. I can I can sell as many copies of OS X as I want on DVD on eBay. Um, they it can, was legally purchased, right? So they they can um, resell it no problem. But once they install it and they sell that machine, I think that's where the legal ramifications are going to come from, Mark Rudd. Yeah. Just to go back, and I agree with you, Tim, uh, just to go back and answer Guy's question, um, the reason why the clones worked back then was because there, there was no Steve Jobs at Apple. Um, I, there, they had support of the management at, from the very top levels to be able to do it. Yeah, but the, Steve, unfortunately when, when the Steve management at the time in, was incompetent. That was the problem. Well, right, but I'm saying, so when Steve Jobs came back, um, he made the decision, which I think was the right decision um, at the time, um, you know whether or not it's the right one right now, but Apple has to protect itself. It would lo- I would love to be able to see an ecosystem where both Apple and some people, let's say maybe it's uh, Quo, maybe it's someone else, could coexist. But I, I just don't see that well, it, under Steve Jobs. It, it it really comes down to licensing and how much money Apple will get per machine. Now, right now, obviously, you know Apple's going to get. You know the hundred and twenty nine dollars or or whatever it is that that Quo is buying it for for the OS, along with seventy nine dollars for iLife or or seventy nine dollars for iWork or the bundle or however it is that 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 they buy these these three right. these three uh, packages. But if if they can can prove to Apple that they can make more money by allowing a select number of smaller companies make Macintosh compatible computers that they they could make a go of this but the question is is going to be 
how how far will Apple let them go? Right. Well, I, I think I think Apple would only want to. The only way Apple would ever uh, do it do anything like that is if they had sort of complete control because. It's this this you know their 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 protection of 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 their operating system and putting on their hardware is because Apple's whole deal and and the, the, their whole brand is built on a quality experience. Right. And if they're not in control of designing and building the hardware, then they can't control that side of the experience. And well, you know they what what they've worked very very hard to you know differentiate the. The overall computing experience from from Windows and Microsoft, and um, you know the, the the risk for them with this is, you know, I mean we, we've talked to the guy and it sounds like he knows what he's doing and he sounds like he's got the he's making the right noises around support and and you know actually uh, offering uh, the right experience to to his customers, but you know Apple Apple might not take the same view on about that and you know if he's selling machines that you know for one reason or other. Uh, break or, or don't work after the next update and he's not around to sort that out then you know that's a, a set of customers who who might blame apple for that rather than uh, the guy who sold them the computer and those that's the risk in in these sorts of enterprises for apple and um you know i don't think it comes down to dollars and cents it comes up, comes down to the potential to damage their premium brand and, and their premium brand is all about that's what allows them to charge you know 20 30 percent more than everyone else for their computers and people for be to be happy to do that and of course that's where all their margin is so it's not, um, yeah it's not it's not just the hardware it's not just the software apple is the two integrated together working seamlessly and if you take one out you damage the brand and it's not an Apple anymore, and they're going to they're gonna defend that to the end I, I, of that, I'm sure. And, you well, know, Apple's been doing that not just with computers as of late. They do that with the iPod, and they do that exactly. with the iPhone. And, they're consistent. Yeah, and, you know, if someone else came out with an iPhone clone that you could somehow put the iPhone OS on, Apple wouldn't allow that. And I don't think that they can allow this computer to run the Mac OS legally and be sold as it is. Um you know, I'm not an Apple apologist, and I'm a Mac fanboy. I'm not necessarily an Apple fanboy because there's a lot of things that Apple does that I don't like. I mean, they're a big company, let's be honest. Um, and that kind of goes against my core values. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I, I hope that this succeeds. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll support him as far as his ability to do business. Exactly. But legally, I don't know. I, I can't see how Apple would ever allow this. I would be hesitant to spend my own money on one of these machines, not knowing that, you know, is Apple going to shut these guys down? Can his company survive on selling Linux and window boxes only? And thus, you know, continuing warranty support for these machines that they right. sold. Um, right. There's a lot of unknowns involved in, in going the back channel and doing something like this without Apple's permission or any company who has, you know, you, I don't know. It, it seems like a slippery slope, and it's not one that I would necessarily want to be involved in, but, you know. We definitely wish him good luck. Absolutely good luck to him. Well, the proof is going to be in the pudding. Now, he's he's stated that he's he's willing to put some machines out there for people to look at, which is something that Psystar and some of the other companies would never do. Yeah. And... 
you know, I'm looking forward to to seeing one of these machines and getting my hands on it, or you know, one of the other people from the from the site. Well, I think that if we and, if we and get just an, an objective review, yeah, if we get just one product, we're, we'll send that over to you, guy, for testing. If we get multiple, if we get a couple machines, um, we'll see what happens. But right. you're you're first in line for the product review for the the Quell computer. Right on, guy. Because yeah. that was the first thing that Guy said to me when I sent him the email the other day. Can I, can I review it? I can just hear it now. Dibs. Dibs. I want that one. So I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting story, and I think we're going to be talking about it for uh, quite some time to come. If it works out well for him, you know, we'll we'll have him back on the show, and he could tell us how he did it. And if it doesn't work out, maybe we can still get him on the show, and he we can get his side on you know why Apple shut him down and why that was a bad idea. But the, regardless, yeah, regardless, and in, in the meantime, good luck to him. Last week we did a contest and uh, really fun. Uh, you know, guys, I love giving stuff away. I, I love it. I love it. And we're gonna have to see about doing another contest here pretty soon. We don't have um, one to announce right now, but we do want to thank Otherworld Computing and Newer Technology for supplying. Well, uh, you see for supplying the voyager to our winner last week randy cowling and uh it was fun talking to randy you guys make sure you go back and listen to last week's show and uh you, you know randy's a, a longtime mac user and it's it's just great giving stuff away to someone who's a longtime mac user like that you know absolutely i love it has any mark did you ever win any of our contests no but i guess you have to apply to win right? well <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're a staff member so you're kind of screwed yeah. now but yeah. yeah i know there you go <laughs> tim opens the phone book and picks a name at random yeah this person won so right. no, it's it's pretty cool I, I love giving stuff away and once again i want to thank other world computing for uh making that happen if you are a company and you want to try to you know get on the podcast and give something away let me know we prefer not to give away services i keep getting email from uh, a couple listeners who run server farms and website services and stuff like that. It's not really something that we can give away. It's, it's not a physical thing. No, no. We, we want to give a physical thing it's away that's shipped tangible. to somebody. Yeah. Now, it can be software, too, as long as it's of value. Um, but no no services. Let's, let's stay away from that. So let me uh, start with you, David Cohen. Is there any one product or program that you've been using a lot lately that you want to fill the listener in on? Yes, there is actually. Um, I've been uh, this. This is this is a service actually, rather than a product. It's um, Google Reader. Uh, I, I used Net Newswire for my my RSS feeds for a long time, um, and the beauty of Net Newswire was that um, they they are owned by NewsGaser, which is an online service. So it would sync up to their website, and if you had Net Newswire on multiple machines or on your iPhone, there's an iPhone app as well. Then um, basically, it was always in sync. Um, but I started having some problems with NetNewsWire, and um, you know it became a little bit unstable for me. And so I thought to myself, well, I'll, you know, Google has a reader service. Let's try that. And I've been really, really impressed with it. Actually, it works really well. Um, it's very smooth. Um, completely synchronized between all my machines because it's a website. Uh, and even on the iPhone, the uh, iPhone experience is 
much much richer than than the dedicated net news wire app whatever was um and of course again it's a web page but effectively when you go into the google reader site on your iphone you're getting a custom iphone version that um, works very much like the web version does and you know literally as you scroll through your uh, through your articles and, and read them they're kind of crossed off the red list uh, automatically and it, it's just very very smooth and i've been really impressed with it i've been using that for a while myself and um I, I I have to agree. It's very impressive, Guy Searle, Anything that you've been using lately, or yeah, I've been I've I've, I've kind of focused on uh, using Rapid Weaver. Uh, it's it still seems to be the easiest and, and most customizable, easy to use web page uh, software. And uh, the, one of the themes that I've been using was one that wasn't available from them. It was called Float. And it, it's really got a lot of power in it. Now I'm I know that uh, that uh, oh, who is it? Sandbox is getting ready to come out with a another version of of their software, and I'll be willing to give that another try. But right now I seem to be uh, kind of stuck on on using San, on using uh, Rapid Weaver. Cool. Are we going to see a review or some articles coming up on it? Yeah, I need to I need to do a review on on probably both both Rapid Weaver and this this theme that I'm I'm really enjoying. Hmm, sounds cool. I'm looking forward to that. Mark Rudd, any iPhone apps or Mac apps that you've been playing with lately? Uh, not not really any of the apps. I'm kind of uh, lately we just had to buy a new system for the uh, business, and I bought a new white MacBook. Of course, not yesterday when they revved it again, but yeah, I was just going to say and, they, about a week and a half ago. Yeah. So I'm upset, but um, it wasn't but, that uh, big of a rev though. Not much. Uh, so it has the the the, the Core Two Duo 2.0, the uh, Nvidia 9400M graphics. That's a 999 machine, right? 999 machine, and it has the new updated architecture with the 1066 a bus speed. And I'm going to tell you something. I have a a, a first gen, well, second gen MacBook. That was that had all just the previous uh, specs before that, and the speed increase between the two is really something else. I, I'm telling you what, with the added FireWire, the people who don't who don't want to spend the money for the MacBook Pro, this is an awesome machine. And uh, I, I I'll tell you what, I'm really glad that I have it, and because I thought about possibly maybe getting the lowest end MacBook Pro, I'm really glad they still have this this white MacBook with the FireWire because it's an awesome machine. So uh, good job, Apple. I'm going to bring back a product that I talked about on, uh, oh, geez, let me think. I believe it was show 240, so three, four weeks ago. Um, we I have a Mac Mini here, but it's the first generation G4, so, I mean, it's quite an old machine. And the only thing that it really does is it's our scanning machine. That's what the scanner's hooked up to. And now I could hook up that scanner to any machine. I've got plenty of USB plugs and even on the iMac, so I could do it right here and make my life easier. But I just don't yeah. have room for that scanner over here. So and it's you know it's a small little box it's it's fine for scanning. Um, I've been scanning a lot of stuff on it lately, and the hard drive seemed to take a crap on me. I couldn't boot up. Well, I could boot up with a disk, but I couldn't do anything. It, it wasn't recognizing the the hard drive or anything, and I really didn't want to reformat the drive to to rescue the machine and all that because I'm going to lose about three hours worth of scanning. And let's yeah. be honest, that's a big pain in the butt. Exactly. And, you know, I like I said, it's just scanning. Once I've scanned it, I usually send it over to the iMac, those files, and it's on the iMac that I do all my photo editing and Photoshop and what have you. But I hadn't done that yet with, I don't know, it's like uh, maybe 300 files, and I really didn't want to, wow. yeah, I didn't really want to have to erase it all. 
So I broke out Drive Genius 2, booted up that machine, repaired it. It was good to go. Now, it, a half hour. That's all it took. And uh, it's working fine. So once again, I, you know, Drive Genius 2, I, I have to give them props because that's an awesome product Pro, ProSoft is a really good company they they really stand behind their product and they make great product so congrats go to drive genius 2 and ProSoft once again for saving my lazy bacon and and <laughs> 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 because let's be honest you know i i could have i could have lost everything and once again i have to you don't want to scan the same stuff you've already scanned with well, that's just a big pain you know I don't want to do that. So, well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up this show. Um, make sure that you guys listening to this, if you haven't done our, done so already, is to go up to iTunes and rate, review the show. You'll find a, a link right in our show notes. It says, you know, review our show on iTunes. Just click that button. It'll bring up iTunes, the review page, and just give us a quick review. We're actually going to go through some of the reviews on a uh, a show coming up here really soon. We're going to share with the audience what other people have been saying about the show. Um, maybe we can pick up some pointers, guys, and what we need to work on and, and that sort of thing. Because let's be honest, we've been doing the show going on, what, five years now? And yeah. uh, I'm always open to suggestions on how to make the show better, um, especially if that means that I don't do the show myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, know, you love it. That's a big improvement right there. Let let David Cohen do it. <laughs> um, you know, we we really do appreciate and crave the feedback. So if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, Guy Searle, we also have yeah. another show that we do. Uh, Mark's on it occasionally. He actually helped set yep. up the website. David Cohen actually paid for the domain name for this other show. Uh, but so it's, it's basically it's, yeah, it's the same crew as that usually does the MyMac, and it's called Geekiest Show Ever. Yes. And it's fun to do. In fact, it is. The, the night that this podcast comes out, we will have released a new episode. I have no idea what it's going to be about. It'll be fun. <laughs> geeky it'll be stuff. Geeky. Yeah, we, I, I really want to get to the... Lots uh, of geeky fun. We talked about doing a, a show on The Matrix, but I kind of want to get back to a show that we talked about doing before, and that's um, theme music and stuff like that. The best theme music of all time for movies. I think that would be a really uh-huh. fun one to do, you know? Absolutely. Let's let's do that. What do you guys think? Good show. Rock and theme music. Okay, you guys put together a list of your top five uh, all-time themes and send them to me before we record the next show. Now, does it actually have to be the the theme for the movie, or can it be? It could be a song in, in that it's movie. It's incidental. Or, yeah, incidental music yeah. throughout. You know, whatever was on right. the soundtrack. If, if it's if it's uh, him holding the the boombox and playing in your eyes from saying yeah. anything that's fine if that's if that's one of your in fact that is probably a very iconic song in any movie i mean how many times have you seen a spoof on that scene alone it's very yeah. iconic so but that wouldn't be one of my choices no. <laughs> so you all guys right. put together your list five and send them to me that way i can uh get all those songs together and we could play little clips during the show but that right show on. is called geekiest show ever we've had like seven episodes already um it's every two weeks that we do that show and we talk about all kinds of geeky stuff. We did a show on the new Star Trek movie. We did one on Star Wars. We did one on, geez, what did we do one on? Toys. Guys? Toys. That was kind of <laughs> an incidental show, that one. Shows that ended yeah. too quick. Shows that ended too quick. And uh, we did one on Armageddon and uh, Independence Day. And yeah. it's just fun. It's, you know, and we're really looking for feedback on that show. I get a lot of feedback for the MyMac podcast. But we're looking for feedback and listeners on the other show as well. Because if you like this podcast, you probably will like the other one as well. It's the same people. 
and yeah. uh, even more laid back, if you will, if you can believe that. <laughs> so, chase a few rabbits. Yeah, exactly. So uh, with that, I want to thank our sponsor this week, Otherworld Computing. Check them out at maxsales.com. And once again, thank them a lot for supplying our contest winner last week, the Voyager. That's really cool, guys. We appreciate that. So Guy, Mark, David, uh, appreciate you guys coming on the show this week. And I am Tim Robertson, and I am looking for the, the, the mouse button. It's not working. Don't Where's you, that hey, mouse button? Where's that mouse button? There it is. Okay, we're rocking the show right now. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast. 